Hey everybody, it's Mary with Sniff Dog Talks Dogs, and we are going to talk grooming today. So when do you start grooming? When is the best time to start grooming, especially if you get a puppy? Uh, from day one. Absolutely from day one. You are teaching your dog. Your dog is teaching you. You guys are training all the time. It's just a matter of what are you training each other to do or how to be. So definitely with training, the earlier the better. The last thing that you want to do is send a dog that's six months off to a, a groomer and the dog has never been in for grooming. It's a totally new experience. It's a totally new environment. All new sounds, all new smells, other dogs, uh, the water, the bath, the dryers, the crate, the table, everything totally new for them. You don't want to do that to them and you definitely, you don't want to do it to the groomer either. Um, it can end up being a nightmare for both and you want to make it as painless and as pleasant as possible. So best thing to do is to start when they are really young or as soon as you get them, um, and you go slow, you know, you how do you eat an elephant one, one bite at a time? Is that what the saying is? So the same thing with grooming, you know, you start off slow when they're babies, you're all over them. Your hands are all over them, uh, their ears, their mouths, you know, your fingers are in their mouth, you know, hopefully not with them biting you, but your fingers all over their ears, you're touching their ears, you're looking in their ears, uh, their feet, you know, the pads of their feet in between their toes, all up their legs, their belly, their groin, like everywhere. You just want to be able to touch their tail and, um, you know, rub their hips and, and all those kinds of things. Uh, you just want them to be used to human handling and that it's not a bad thing. Uh, there's so many different scenarios of, of when a dog would need to be handled and by strangers. You know, they go to a vet for the first time. The vet's going to have to touch them. The vet techs are going to touch them. They go for grooming. Uh, there could be the person who, you know, could be somebody in, in a store or in the grooming salon that just, you know, kind of does an intake and takes them to the back. And then there's somebody who bathes them and there could be a different person that brushes them. And then the groomer shows up and, so there can be multiple people there that are, you know, getting their hands on them. Uh, there's also the scenario that you have to keep, you know, in the back of your mind is if anything were to happen, if you have your, your dog in the car and something happens and you're driving, emergency personnel could need to handle your dog. Animal control uh, could need to come and take control of your dog. So there's all different scenarios. There's pet sitters. If something happened to the pet sitter and someone else had to come, you know, their backup had to come and handle the dog. So it is best for everybody concerned to just have your dog used to being handled, that it's no big deal. Uh, you know, you do that through proper socialization and specifically things for grooming and the tools that you use. Um, a really good thing that you could do is you could ask your groomer, uh, preferably not at a really busy time. Like right now it's, you know, the night before Thanksgiving. So, the groomers are really crazy busy this time of year. Uh, you know, from from you know this past week on, they're so busy getting the dogs all ready for the holidays. So now would not be the best time. But uh, when it slows down, really a good idea to ask your groomer to show you the proper tools to use for your dog for their their coat. Uh, you know, a lab is definitely going to be different than like a Samoyed. You know, with different kinds of coats. So you'd want to find out. Um, the best tools to use and the best techniques to use. And they will definitely, you know, take the time. They would love for you to do that in between groomings. It makes their job easier. It makes it easier on the dog when they come in for grooming. So there's, um, there's a treasure trove of information that you can get from your groomer that will make everything so much more pleasant for everybody. 
So you definitely want to do that if you're using a slicker brush and you're using a greyhound comb or using a pin brush. So there's all different things. The other thing um, that I think gets a little, um, kind of gets lost in the shuffle is the idea of leaving the grooming equipment out um, in your dog's, you know, within eye view for your dog so that it's just something that becomes part of the scenery and it's not something that, you know, you, you pull it out of this magic bag all of a sudden and come at them with it and, and now you're brushing them and, and it's not pleasant. So you definitely want it to be something that they're just used to. It's just something that's part of their environment and it just is part of their life. And this is what happens. And you live in our house, you get groomed. So, uh, you know, the idea is start when they are a puppy or as, you know, if you get a puppy, I'm just going on the premise that everybody that, that we are talking about when you get a puppy, um, baths in the sink, are fine and they learn that they just because they squirm doesn't mean that they get out of the bath. Um, they definitely have to continue on <laughs> and you have to finish it. Um, some dogs do fine with the dryer. I think it's, it's a matter of volume. You know, the sound is so loud for them that I think that that is what freaks them out when they kind of get afraid of it. And, and but again, some totally take to it perfectly fine. You know, we did have a lot of those dogs. We did grooming for years in my shop and, we had so many dogs that did perfectly fine with the groomer. I mean, with the, with the, um, with the, the hair dryer, the, it's a, it's a force dryer. So, so it's loud and it, and it's strong. And we had some that were perfectly fine. I mean, there were some that it just seemed like it was a great spa day for them that they just really liked it. And there were others that it was just not good, just not good. Um, I know my guy towards the end, when he would get groomed, there was this one time when, when he was in the back and he was getting bathed and the dryer came on and he screamed bloody murder. And by the time I had bolted to the back, Terry had already turned off the dryer and she was like, that's it. He's going to air dry from now on. And what we both thought was that possibly he was afraid of the pressure, like he had arthritis. So we didn't know if the pressure because he, he had tolerated the, the drying before. He was not a fan of it at all, but he would tolerate it. And this was, he screamed. Um, so we figured it, it probably had something to do with that. It was painful for his joints. So that was definitely something to keep in mind uh, that we were very aware of with any dogs that came in with injuries or, um, you know, that were older. Uh, so, so from then on, we would, um, we would check the weather and bathe him and then, you know, let him air dry. And two days later, he'd get his hair cut and we did it in pieces. And sometimes I would just have Terry set me up with the clippers and I just remember when he was underneath the counter, it was, it was crazy because there was hair everywhere, but it was the best I could do, um, you know, to keep him comfortable, but to keep him kind of groomed. So, um, he was kind of a trooper about it that he sometimes one leg would be groomed and the other wouldn't, but, um, but yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you know, there are some dogs that we definitely had that we just did what we could do and what they would tolerate and what would keep them safe. You know, we wanted them to be sanitary, but we also wanted them to be um, comfortable and not stressed. Um, you know, and that's the thing when you start with a puppy and you just get them used to it and it just becomes part of their routine. And even if a dog, like say you have a breed, you know, like a doodle or a poodle, or, um, you know, a Wheaton or a Newfie, they will require, you know, some of those breeds will require a haircut when they get older, but you don't have to wait until they're older and require a haircut to get them to the groomer. You can do like a little fluff and buff where they go in and they just get a bath and, you know, a blow dry. Um, they just kind of get a little like, we'll do like feet and face and, uh, just kind of trim up those areas. So it just gets them used to it. You know, a really good idea is just to 
bring them into the place where they're going to get groomed. They go in and get a treat and you leave and you just slowly get them used to the space. So, and the sounds and the smells and all of that. So, um, yeah, so there's just, you know, some ideas about getting them a little bit used to it just got me thinking because I drive by a groomer every day and I'm like, Oh man, they must be exhausted. You know, at the end of the day before Thanksgiving, just such a busy time and they're, they're busy. And, you know, there's some groomers that, they run their shop where it's, it's like a hair salon. It's like a human hair salon where there are appointments throughout the day. And, and, um, you know, you have a consistent, you know, pretty, pretty good idea of consistently how long it's going to take, uh, for your dog to get groomed. And then, you know, in the busier days, busier times of the year, you want to allow for some more time. It's not that the groomer is being horrible and keeping your dog unnecessarily. It's just things are unpredictable with dogs. We saw it a lot that, um, you know, normally it would be, oh, their dog is ready in two hours. And then it would be, you know, one time it would be two hours and 45 minutes because we had a problem with another dog. You know, if there was something that happened, um, you know, they soiled the, you know, in the crate or something and they had to go back into the tub. So, so little things like that throughout the day can set you behind on all of the dogs. So that's something that you want to take into consideration. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bath water that, you know, if it's, oh, it took so long this time, I'm not going back there. There, there really could be a valid reason. Um, you know, you want to look, did they do a cattle call where they drop all the dogs off at eight in the morning and then they're already at three? That I think is kind of crazy. And I would never do that with a dog of mine, but that's a personal preference. Some people actually kind of want to use like a grooming as a daycare day kind of thing. So, you know, there is that. Um, but so just some ideas about, grooming and and getting your dog used to it the other thing is if you're um this may seem a little off the wall but if you're bathing your dog at home and you have them in the bathtub and they're fidgety and this and that um what you can do is take like a piece of parchment tape it up to the to the wall and smear peanut butter on it and um you know have the dog there busy with the peanut butter while you're bathing them it kind of takes their their um mind off of it or if you have someone else that can help you, they can just kind of lather their hand up with peanut butter uh, or, you know, wet dog food or, or what have you. And uh, that keeps the dog a little bit occupied while you, you know, get some brushing done or, uh, you know, get a nail done. And, you know, doing the nails, you don't have to start off and do all every single nail all at once. If you get one done a day, that can be great. You don't want ever want that to be a bad uh, situation for them because... <laughs> That is, you can turn a dog off of that so fast. Um, it's so painful when you hit the quick um, that if you don't know what you're doing and you're not you're not careful about it, you, you just you really don't want to go down that road. Um, you know, Dremels work really well. Um, you can get the dog used to the sensation and the noise. They're just like a like a file, like a spinning wheel uh, that you use on their nail that. It gets them. We used to do. We used to offer the Dremel, offer the Dremeling on top of the um, the nail trim because it kind of, as much as you can, smooth out a dog's nail, smooths it out a little bit, um, kind of just rounds off the tips and kind of smooths it. And it's it's a good way um, to kind of train the quick to stay back. So, um, you know, so so that was um, that's another option that you can do. Uh, but it is definitely in everyone's best interest to to be sure that. Um, you know, that your dog is used to grooming, it's used to handling by other people. Because again, for so many reasons, people could need to be handling your dog and you want them to be uh, okay with that. You know, you don't want it to, you're in an emergency situation and then all of a sudden your dog is stressed on top of that. Um, you know, so just a couple of things to keep in mind. Um, 
you know, that being said, it is the night before Thanksgiving, so we're all excited about that. And uh, I hope that you are having fun with your dogs. And it, as always, if you have any any questions or any comments or you think there'd be great um, topics to talk about in future episodes, you can always reach out. The email is info at sniffdog.com or you can call on the phone. 508-653-7387 is the number. And I hope you have a great day. Bye.